Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. Well, today we're going to begin a new area of study. We're going to talk about the ghost. No, I didn't say ghosts. I said the ghost, the Holy Ghost. Interesting that name that is used, the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. He who is referred to as the third person of the Godhead. We're going to start looking at the work and the nature and the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, I started by saying we're going to talk about the ghost, and part of that was just to get your attention, but that is a biblical term. In fact, the King James Version used the term Holy Ghost rather than Holy Spirit, and for some 400 years in the English world, the King James Version was predominant. And everyone referred to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost. In more recent translations, it's referred to as the Holy Spirit, which is probably a better translation. At least it's a little more sophisticated, a little more refined to say the Holy Spirit rather than saying the Holy Ghost. But there really is some value in seeing the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Because we think of a ghost as the spirit of someone that has died and departed. And really, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Christ who has died and departed and gone to heaven. But he said, I will send the Spirit. And many times in the New Testament, we see that the Holy Spirit in our life is really the Spirit of Christ. And so the Holy Spirit is the ghost of Jesus, as it were. And so one way you can look at the Holy Spirit is the ghost of Jesus that is in us, the Spirit of Christ that is in us. And so this is quite a study to engage upon, to look at this whole aspect. And I pray as we do that the Holy Spirit will become so real to you, such a predominant part of your life and being, that you'll actually be led and directed by him. Well, let's start into this a little bit. When I think of my own background, as I think back as a child and my thinking about the Holy Ghost, it reminds me of services that I attended when I was a child with my parents. We attended a church where the Holy Ghost was spoken of and very much emphasized. And we had what people might call Holy Ghost services. It was times when you felt the presence of the Lord. It was an experience. And and really, when you stop to think about this, this is really the part that the Holy Spirit plays in our life. We know that God is Father, that He's Son, and He's Holy Spirit. He's the Father in creation. He's the Son in redemption. But He's the Holy Spirit in regeneration. The role the Holy Spirit plays in our life is that He comes in and He regenerates us from the inside. And so there is an experience with God. And the way we experience God is through the Holy Spirit. It's not just enough to have a head knowledge about God. 
I mean, that would be good to understand things and see how God created all things. It's good to see the work of Jesus Christ, and we've talked about that many times here, how he died on the cross for our sins. He brought redemption. And you can know about that and study about that and believe in it, but that alone doesn't transform us. The part that transforms us is the Spirit of God that comes and dwells in us. And you can have an experience with Him. And that's how I grew up, knowing that God was real, that He was alive, that He was interactive with us. And it was because of the emphasis and the yielding to the Holy Spirit. Many times those services involve prayer times around the altar after a service, sort of pressing in. There was speaking in tongues. There was prophesying. There was a manifestation of what the Bible calls the gifts of the Spirit. And I grew up in this atmosphere of realizing that God is alive and he meets with us. The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost meetings. We were even called Holy Rollers. I remember going to school and someone said, well, well, you're a holy roller. And I thought for a moment, I didn't really know what a holy roller was, but I suppose as I think back upon it, there were times in those prayer services where people would be praying and prostrate before the Lord, lying on the floor. And I suppose I seen someone roll over on the floor and I suppose that that would be called a holy roller. I don't know, but that is my first Memories of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is those early years as I was in the church. You know, another memory I have of the term Holy Ghost is listening to Cat football games. If you're old enough, you'll remember that the play-by-play broadcaster was Purse Allen on 900 CHML, and he would call the games and I remember when Bernie Filoni, the quarterback, would go back and throw a pass, a long pass down to Garney Henley, and he would say, oh, he's thrown a Holy Ghoster. And I always thought that was strange that he would call that a Holy Ghoster. But now I sort of realize that what he meant, he just sort of threw it up in the air, and there was no way that that was going to connect unless there was a supernatural power that guided that football into the arms of the receiver. And so he referred to it as a Holy Ghoster. It's funny as I look back upon that, but you know, there's some truth in that. There's a lot of things that we try to do and that we try to accomplish in our own self, but it's not going to be successful unless we do rely on the Holy Ghost, on the Holy Spirit. And so this is just an introduction, just some earliest memories I have regarding this. So let's begin and see what the Bible tells us about the Holy Spirit. Well, the first thing we can say is that the Holy Spirit is God. He's not a third of God. There's not three gods and he's just part of God. No, the Holy Spirit is God. He's all God. Just as the Father is God and Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. There's not three gods. We don't believe in tritheism. There's one God. But this one God has revealed himself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, down through the ages, theologians have wrestled in how best to describe this truth. And some people say it's a great mystery. And I suppose it always will be a mystery to a certain extent 
because we're trying to use finite language to describe an infinite God. And finite language falls short. We're just not going to be able to completely understand and describe who God is. He lives in another dimension. And so we can only use language that we're familiar with, like in a three-dimensional world, to explain a multi-dimensional God. It falls short. And yet we can still gain insight and get a glimpse of who God is. And so let's just look at this, and I'm just going to simply describe it to you in this way. God is the Father in creation. He created this world. And as a creator, as a sire, we call him Father. Our Father is our generator, the originator, one who starts things. And so as God created this universe, we refer to him as Father. Now, we have to see that God lives in eternity and he created this time-space continuum. This world we're living in, this tangible world, has a relationship between time, space, and energy. This is the world that God created, but God is outside of this world. He lives in eternity. And eternity is not unending time, but it is timelessness. There's just no time in eternity. It's outside of time. Now, this is really hard for us to get our heads around because we're so used to living in time. And we think that time just goes on, second after second, minute after minute, and it's just continual. But Einstein showed that it wasn't continual, that time is variable. And he showed the faster you travel, time slows down. Now, this is hard for many to get their heads around, but this has been proven as absolute fact. They've actually taken atomic clocks and kept one on Earth and put another in a spaceship and, and sent it in orbit. And then when they brought them back down, by fractions of a second, the one that traveled in space was behind the one that was left on Earth. Time really slows down the faster you travel. It's all involved in this E equals MC squared. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. I mean, I don't understand it. I'm not a scientist, but I studied it enough in school to realize that these are true principles. Now, why am I saying all this? I want you to get the concept that God is in eternity outside of time. He created time-space. To God, he knows the end from the beginning because he's not subject to time. So God who created this world is called the Father. God in eternity is one. There's one God in eternity. But he's revealed himself to us on earth as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he is the Father in creation. He created this world. He is the Son in redemption. This God took on flesh and came down and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, the scripture says. Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. He wasn't part of God. He was all God. Colossians tells us that the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Christ Jesus. He was God manifest in the flesh. After the flesh, he was just a man. But after the spirit, he was God. He was the God-man. And he came that way so that he could redeem us from our sin. He had to be man that he could take on our sin. He became the second Adam so he could die for our sins. 
and he removed our sin and the penalty that separated us from a holy God. That was the work of Jesus in redemption. But he said when he was going away, he said, I'm going to go away, but I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He was going to come to them in another form. He was going to come to them in spirit. And so when he ascended into heaven, he told them, he said, don't go, but wait for the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit that's going to come upon you. And when that Holy Spirit came into them, it was it was the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit coming into them. So God created this world as the Father. God redeemed us through the work of the Son. He comes into our life and changes us and dwells within us by His Holy Spirit. One God works within us. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. But wherever the Father is, the Son and the Spirit is. Wherever the Son is, the Father and the Holy Spirit is. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, they are inseparable. One God working in our hearts and in our lives. We're just getting started. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. But as you know, we are not meeting there right now due to the coronavirus. Instead, we are streaming our Sunday service online starting at 1030. Go to our website at kwcf.org to check out all the details. We are living through difficult times right now, but the Bible tells us to cast all of our care on Him, for He cares for us. So till next time, let God keep your life in balance.